It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. And welcome again to the Go Million and Go Million Ministries uh, interview uh, prayer call uh, and podcast. We thank God for you being uh, with us uh, on this Wednesday. And don't forget to go out to uh, our podcast, gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net and subscribe. And there you'll be able to listen to many uh, of the uh, interesting uh, people, tremendously interesting people who we have interviewed. And on today, we are looking to interview another very interesting personality from the city uh, of Richmond, uh, Reverend and Pastor, should I say, uh, Marvin L. Gilliam. Let's bring him on right now. Let's see here. There you are, sir. And let me say uh, good morning to Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, who's always with us. God bless you all. Bless you for being with us. And let me also say, before we start our interview, that at the top of the hour, we'll be praying. You can dial in at 518-425-1719, 518-425-1719. We'll be praying at the top of the hour. But right now, uh, Pastor Marvin L. Gilliam, Jr. Yes, How sir. you doing, my brother? I'm well. I'm well. Glad to be here. Glad to share in this space. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to, to you, to everyone who was watching today. Uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to share in conversation and prayer today. Thank you so much. And let me say welcome to uh, Chaplain uh, Justin Cohen from up in uh, Philadelphia. We thank God for him uh, being with us uh, on today. Uh, Pastor Gilliam, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. I describe myself as the lead janitor uh, at the Mount Carmel Baptist Church. <laughs> um, the lead janitor who preaches from time to time. Now I'm uh, I'm I'm just a servant of the Lord, man. I really, just try to do all I can to serve God's kingdom. So uh, for me, no limit is off. No no task is off limits for me um, in terms of you know in terms of what's needed and how I serve. Um, but even before, even before my my ministry call, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a son, I'm a father, I'm a husband, um, um, native of Southern Chesterfield County, Virginia, um, married to Jennifer Gilliam. Uh, we've been married for twelve years. Uh, got three three incredible kids, um, eight, seven, and five years old, and um, and just you know just really blessed to be able to have you know serving in a lot of capacities and. Um, and to be able to, you know, kind of work to continue to expand and build the kingdom of God here on earth. Okay, okay, man, that that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Uh, uh, native of Chesterfield, and of course, I'm no stranger to, uh, to Chesterfield. Many many years ago, we were all together in a group called Gospel Unlimited. Me, you, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, your 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 parents, yeah. And, your your uncle and just a great number of of, of people mm -hmm. uh, singing and serving the Lord uh, yeah. at a young age. So now you describe yourself as the lead janitor uh, <laughs> at the Mount Carmel Baptist Church. Now unpack that for me. Oh, it, it's you know I, I'm 
I, you know, my, my church members know and, and most folks know that I, I really do take on a service posture when it comes to ministry. Um, like, I, I believe that, you know, um, that as the leader, that I'm, I am the lead servant, you know, um, that I'm the one that sets the example in the in the course for, you know, how we serve um, in ministry. And so uh, <laughs> and so I have literally found myself doing janitorial stuff in the building and, and taking care of those things. Um, but really more so it's just a mindset of, of servitude. You know, I believe, you know, what Jesus said um, in Mark 10 about you know, about him coming uh, not to be served, but to serve um, and and try to take on that mantra in, in my own, um, in my own, on my own ministry approach and my own ministry leadership. Um, and it's kind of been that way, you know, um, there's so many different things over the course of my ministry. I've been um, 23, I've been preaching for 20 years, but serving in like ministry leadership aspects for probably about 22. And, um, and there's so many things that, that I've done that is like, you know, kind of beyond the call of responsibility because it's just something that needed to be done, needed to be taken care of. Um, and so I believe that, you know, I, be, I really believe that, you know, the way that we uh, transform the world uh, is to serve. Think King said, you know, um, you know, that anybody can serve. Right. Anybody is able to serve. Um and so, and so we if if we all took on a, a service mindset, a service posture, you know, we could really make some incredible change and difference difference in, uh, in in our world. And so that's how we show up in our families, how we show up um, in our community, how we show up in our churches. Uh, it really does make a difference. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, at at, at uh, Tabernacle of Praise, the top as we call it, why pastor? I mean, we don't have any chairpersons. All of our uh, leaders are called lead servants. That's it. Every, That's every, it. every single leader is a uh, a lead servant. Now, <clears throat> you were passed. You were you were uh, licensed at the Great uh, Union uh, Branch uh, Baptist Church in Chesterfield, and then you were ordained at Six Mount Zion, uh, John mm -hmm. Jasper, the Sun Move Church. Yep. And yep. Uh, right. interesting, I have a, a, a physical trainer. Uh, who works with me Tuesdays and Thursdays, me and my wife at mm -hmm. the Morris cardiovascular uh, uh, place in, uh, uh, in uh, Chester, Virginia. Mm -hmm. He I asked him yesterday what church he belonged to. His name is Mike. He Mike belongs Short. to Zion. Yeah. Yeah, man. That dude, Mike man. Short. Yeah. That's my guy. 70 years old, man. That dude, man is, is man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mike, man, Mike uh, shout out to Six Mile Zion, Pastor Tyrone Nelson, uh, was pastor there, Reverend Dwayne Butler. Um, and, and Shorts, man, were incredible, continue to be incredible influences for us, uh, from, you know, just in terms of examples, in terms of relationship. Um, and, and, for, and for real, he is like, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm that in shape when I'm, <laughs> when I'm his age. Man, listen, man. <laughs> That dude is, is man. If, if he didn't tell you for seventy, you would never, uh, never be know. able to, uh, to 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 figure that out, man. Yeah. But uh, and I found it interesting when I was reading your bio and talking to him as uh, that he said he went to Six Mount Zion. Mm -hmm. uh, so you you are a graduate of Virginia Union uh, University, Virginia State University, and of course. Uh, Virginia Union University. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I was with uh, Dr. Kenny uh, a couple of weeks ago. He, he preached oh, wow. my 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 pastor, my bishop, uh, 
a retirement banquet, man. And that dude is, is off the chain, man. Yeah. Off the, I don't know what you call him, man. He's he's, he's out there. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's one of the great minds when it comes to, I mean, just theological thought and just thinking about uh, the implications of what the text has to offer us and how we live out our faith. Um, you know, Dean Kennedy is, you know, is definitely in a class of his own in that regard. Um, and it's that, and it's the way his mind works and that he's so practical. Um, in fact, I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons that I went to Virginia Union is that I went to a, um, uh, I went to a alumni banquet with my dad during the Hampton Ministers Conference, and he was giving his. He, he does a little piece during the. He used to do a piece during the um, during the alumni banquet where he just kind of you know kind of talk and and share. And I was just amazed that you know off the top of his head, like what he was being able to produce and just kind of think through. And I was just like, man, if I. I said, I said, if this is what Union is producing and this is what's guiding the ship at Union, I need to be in that kind of space to continue to challenge myself and to shape, um, shape myself ministry-wise. Because I think for me, it was at a real interesting point in my ministry journey where I had, even though I was preaching, I had been licensed and everything, um, I hadn't really, I had really only been like locked in with the preaching part of it for probably a couple of years. And so um, you know, and I, when I got called to ministry, you know, and accepted my call to ministry in 2002, preached my initial sermon in 2003, I really thought it was going to be, um, I thought it was going to be more music ministry for me. I was a music major at Virginia State. And so, and, and part of the reason I tell, this is one nugget that I carry with me that I learned from, uh, from, from Pastor David Chapman, who licensed me finding the ministry. Um, you know, he gave me opportunity to direct the youth choir at my church when I was 19. Now, I ain't had no experience for real directing a youth choir. I knew what it was to be in a choir, but not to lead a choir. But that giving me that responsibility is what kept me connected, um, connected to church. In a time where a lot of young people, um, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, they are trying to, you know, throw off the, <laughs> throw off everything, you know, their parents kind of put on them. They're trying new things and all of that. That's something that gave, that kept me connected um, to church and actually helped me develop my, my faith because like I had to be there. Um, cause I had a responsibility. I had something to do. Um, and I think, you know, we think about, uh, this is, you know, kind of, I'm just shifting the conversation a bit, but when we think about ministry and how we engage young people, sometimes we just got to give them something to do, even though they might not be in a place where they fully, uh, where they're fully capable and skilled and they have to grow into the role. Um, because that's what's going to keep them connected. It's the responsibility of, I right, I want to do this and do this well. You know, how can I, you know, I got to be here on at least one Sunday out in the month, right? <laughs> um, and, and so that's what it was for me. And that kept me connected. Like, it really did. Um, like, I, you know, it kept me connected to the point that I was, you know, I was showing up to other Sundays. You know, I had one Sunday a month I had to be there. That started showing up other Sundays. It started showing up to Revival and it was bringing people with me to Revival. And, you know, I was just really connected and really in a season of, like, uh, growth for myself. And it really, really, really helped me. Um, really did help me to um, to develop and discern, like, kind of the direction, you know, begin to discern anyway the direction for my life. I thought it was going to be music ministry, uh, yeah. but, um, but the Lord kind of said... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Dr. Chapman is one of the great leaders in our unsung great leaders in our nation. Absolutely. Uh, I was blessed to catechize. I think I catechized your father. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, a bunch of folk over there at, uh, at, the, at the church. 
And uh, but he's a phenomenal leader. My my wife uh, says good morning, Pastor Gilliams. Blessings. Good morning. Uh, blessing to you. And, uh, good morning to you. Good morning. And then Bland said, "Me too. I'm trying to show that to Isaiah, especially being a musician." Absolutely. Uh, praise God for for her. Uh, so so now you you have come out of. Uh, uh, Virginia State, uh, as a musician, you have, God called you into to ministry. You got uh, 20 years in, and you're a graduate of uh, Virginia Union. Um, and, and so now you find yourself as the pastor of the Great Mount Carmel Baptist Church yes. after E.D. E. D. McCreary. Mm -hmm. how, how do you how do how how do you how do you operate in what you would call th that space um i you know now i think for me because we there's probably probably about 20 20 years maybe 30 years between us in terms of the end of his the end of his pastorate um in in the beginning of mine um but his legacy However, his leg—I was just, just going to say. However, his legacy, you know, continues and remains here as a church. And one of the things for me is to honor what honor what has been um, honored. I, I recognize it. You know, I I didn't invent the ministry wheel. I didn't invent the pastoring wheel. I didn't invent any of this. I am stepping into. I'm, I am literally taking the baton, you know, from those who came before me, and it's my job to extend. Um, you know, extend the legacy of what has been built um, to to deal with some of the things that aren't necessarily um, as, you know, that aren't as helpful for the culture now and to be able to shift for this modern time, you know, um, for where we are in 2023, 2024. Um, and of course, you know, that the biggest thing for me has been finding ways to continue, continually uplift and honor um, those who have those who have served before me, um, in particular, you know, because Dr. McCreary has such an incredible impact here in Mount Carmel, um, across the across our state, across our nation, across the world. Um, you know, continuing to honor and impact. So, you know, his daughter, um, Sister Edwina Richmond, she she drops in from time to time, and we uh, we check in on each other. Um, and and she she when she comes in, I want to make sure to honor her. You know, honor her at all time, and all of my predecessors, anyone who served in this space um, before me, because I'm building on what they have already you know kind of established um, and set forth. And so now it's just you now we're in this kind of a season of um, post pandemic that was. Um, May God, <laughs> I would tell you, Bishop, man, God is God is very interesting about how God moves. I, I, I pastored. Uh, this is uh, my second uh, my second pastoral uh, charge, and so pastoring the church in Caroline County. Shout out to my own High Baptist Church, um, Dry Bridge Road in Caroline. Um, pastored there for three and a half years before coming to Mount Carmel, um, and I came to Mount Carmel and started here in 2019, eleven months before the pandemic hit. And thinking that things are going to shift in one direction, looking to make moves in one direction and trying to, you know, envision and plan and imagine and dream for one direction. And then a pandemic comes and just completely um, transforms the way we have to think about. And even in some ways, I would say even propels um, what we need to consider and how we need to think about ministry. 
um, in 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 this season and in this time. I think for the church, it really was. I, I saw it. I saw it. Say for me, I saw it as a. It was an obstacle. It was a scary time, um, but also I saw it as an opportunity. Um, I saw it as an opportunity for us as a church and for the church at large to um, get the get our message of the good news of the gospel out in ways. Um, in ways that some that many churches that were smaller um, and may not have had bandwidth, may not have had resource to do, um, or may have been resistant against, you know, we, we hadn't been thinking about some of these ways, about using social media in the ways that we do, about engaging in virtual spaces like this, using podcasts and things. A lot of large churches that were doing those things and at the forefront, but I think for the church writ large for the local church. We know that the average church in America is under 100 people. Um, how do we use these tools, this technology to kind of keep us together and maintain community um, when the building isn't available and create community when the building is, isn't available? Because with that and what that helped us to think about, um, I think in this new season is um, how do we how do we continue to keep that community going? There's something powerful about being together in, in person, very much so. Um but with the flexibility, with the schedules that we have um, in the current day, with the, with the things and responsibilities on different levels, with um, engaging, you know, with people in different spaces, I think being um, having all the various means that we have to connect with one another is um, is vital to how we do ministry, um, and it's transformed like it's transformed so many other sectors, healthcare, and others. It's transformed the way um, that we do and think about ministry. So now that we have to, you know, really consider what does it look like for our ministry to be hybrid. One of the considerations that we are as a church looking at, um, looking looking at currently is how do we. We want to have people come to the building and be a part of our in-person worship experience. But how do we faithfully steward that in a way that people don't just use the fact that it's online as an excuse, right? Um, yeah. So that we can still have a hybrid experience, but we that, but we try to gather people, you know, in person, you know. Um, and so I had a lot of like dreams and thoughts about what the church what the church could be, the things that we could do, it could implement. A lot of them we we weren't able to, didn't have capacity to do. But it's been cool to see other churches doing it too, and I celebrate like their capacity to be able to do it um, because it really was a real opportunity for us to. Um, it, it was it was an opportunity, kind of like Acts chapter eight, right, um, where the church is being persecuted. But the persecution is what leads the church to be able to spread and to actually fulfill what Jesus said in Acts chapter one um, about the church, you know, going into into the ends of the earth. Um, and so I, I saw the pandemic much in that way. Um, and so that was like two and a half years of my time here was, you know, it's been around pandemic ministry, like how literally at first, how do we survive this? <laughs> like how do we yeah, keep everybody yeah, together? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. reimagining ministry in a virtual space and then having to transition into a hybrid space. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of thought, a lot of bandwidth around, you know, what that looks like and, and how to and then, you know, scaling it. I serve a church that has an older population. And so everybody's an older generation. They're not really comfortable with technology. So then how do we make sure that we're meeting the needs of um, those who aren't comfortable with technology, with all that they're comfortable with is calling in versus those who are trying to, those who are, are good with logging on to YouTube and interacting oh, on Facebook yeah. and various things. So, um, and so it really like expanded the way that I think we, we think about ministry and I think it's a really powerful, uh, really powerful moment for the church once we got past the fear part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, 
uh, Chaplain uh, Justin Cohen says, people are looking for new ways to connect. We have to meet yeah. them where they are without sacrificing the need for Conania type fellowship. And I, that that's correct. You know, yeah. I passed in the country, uh, in, in, in mm -hmm. the rural, and a lot of people where I am uh, don't have internet. They just right. don't. They, they, they don't have it. And a lot then we say we got some older people who are not comfortable with getting on uh, Facebook and YouTube and all of that stuff. And yet all of us have the burden of trying to hold together the church. And the, 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 the church is kind of oxymoronic because they mm -hmm. they think that uh, Walmart is more sanitary than the church. And so they don't have no problem <laughs> Uh, going to Walmart, you know, Sam's Club. I take my wife over to Sam's Club. Their their lot is packed, and I'm like, man, why doesn't the church lot look like Sam's Club's lot? Yeah. Uh, but but uh, that's a uh, that's just uh, the the way uh, I guess we 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 focus on what's important to us. Mm -hmm. Getting our, our our necessities for our physical is more important than getting the necessities for our spiritual. So, but anyway, and, uh, well, so I, I, and I, well, I say something to that point too, and I think it's something for the church to think about. Um, uh, and and it's and it's probably a challenge for the church, right? Um, I think that when we think about Sam's Club, Walmart, Food Lion, spaces like that. Those are, like you said, those are needs. Those are physical necessities. And I think a question that we have to consider is while we in the church um, who are doing the work of the church and those who are, you know, who are really connected in faith understand the need and the necessity for um, for us to gather into fellowship together, for us to um, to ensure that we are being developed as disciples. Um, I think we have to consider um why that isn't as much a need in the midst of the culture writ large, considering all of the things that we see happening around us with, with, you know, the, the rising cost of these necessities, right? Uh, the inflation is happening. You got wars, rumors of wars going on across the, across the land, gun violence, housing insecurity, all of these issues. And really faith really helps to inform um, and particularly faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and gospel helps to inform how we how we look at those things and helps to helps us to strategize in ways um, to uh, be able to impact those things. And I think often um, we have to I think as a church, we got to consider, like, how do we how are we getting the message? Like, how are we just straight getting the message out there and letting people know, like, yo, this is something that you need. Um, this is something that you that, that, that it was not on, not only <clears throat> that we need, but <clears throat> it's mandated. Yeah, absolutely. Even, the scripture says, "Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together." Yeah, we we read that iron sharpens iron, and the nature of iron sharpening iron. Is it can't happen unless the iron comes together. Yeah, it, it, it can't happen. It, it can't happen. You know, it, 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 the iron has to somehow come together for, in order for iron to sharpen iron. Uh, yeah. And that's what those are the two important points that I think we need to push. Let me ask you this, because mm -hmm. uh, our time is winding up, man. So it, I tell you so quickly. Go so quick. <laughs> Do you have any books in you, man? 
<laughs> do I have any? So listen, it's very interesting to ask this. So I, I had a, a great opportunity to um, sit with some preachers and trying to do a lot more fellowship, even among preachers and sharing together and helping us to be better in the iron sharpens iron type, um, uh, you know, type flow where we had opportunity to sit together and plan our preaching for 24. And so, um, and so, you know, we had themes and all of that. So that's one of the questions that I raised. We didn't, I, I, I need to get back with them and follow up on some things, but I, but a friend of mine just told me the other day, he was like, man, you got some books in you. Somebody asked me about what to consider in the pastoral process. And I just listed off like 30 things and they were like, man, you need to put that in the book. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that in the next couple of years that I'll be able to, uh, to get that out. I have a piece, um, have a sermon series that I did in 21 uh, about the call of Moses that I do want to put into um, put in the book form. Um, the working title is um, no more, no more excuses, no more excuses, embracing your place in God's plan. Um, okay. So, uh, so that's, that'll be based on Exodus three, uh, Exodus three and halfway through four. Um, and so I've gotten as far as putting, at least putting all the manuscripts from the sermons into one okay. document. So I just gotta, I just gotta do the work of, um, of editing and get some help in that space because I really do, um, I really do, and I struggle with like kind of like uh, sometimes believing in myself, right, and believing in the gifts that God has given me all the time. Um, but I do believe that I have something to offer in that regard to help folks, you know, in the context of the kingdom and beyond, um, to you know, to really see themselves in a um, in a unique way and understand that God has given us something unique, each of us something unique to offer um, and to help bring forth uh, the kingdom of God here in the earth. And so I want to, you know, I do want to. That's a piece I do want to work on getting out. I got it on my my list for twenty four. For the sermon series, my journey through Joshua. Mm. Uh, that was my that was my uh my my first book. So that that that'll work. Well, uh as our time grows closer, let me ask this question. Uh let me see, I got five more minutes. Um uh, what's next? If you can kind of capsulize mm. that. Um, what's next? Um I have a lot of things in my mind that I want to do. It, we, you know, we talked very briefly offline. You said, "Man, you got a lot going on." So I serve in a lot of different capacities, um, both in um, in in local, you know, serving on local government boards, um, community boards. I'm going through a leadership program for the Richmond area right now, um, and my hope is to be able to. Um, I don't necessarily want to do any kind of run for a political office or anything like that. Um, I think it's really important for. Um, I think it's important for uh, there to be uh, prophets and preachers and priests in the church who are able to hold power accountable. Um, and so that means, you know, and so, so that means sometimes it means pressing against those who are, who are serving in power and just holding them accountable for uh, the just and equitable treatment of all people. And so, um, and so I'm looking really to learn more and sharpen my lens on, on the legislative side and really understand like what's happening in the legislature so that, um, so I can learn more about what it means to craft policy and to, um, and to influence policy from the outside. Um, this is going to get me in a lot of trouble, but I, I, I think that, if, in order to hold a political system accountable, you got to do it from the outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. you. Get, once you get inside, you you involved in a whole situation of compromise. Yeah, and it becomes very difficult 
for you to maintain and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ when you in, when you were involved in a place where you what that operates based upon compromise. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the way government operates. So yeah. uh, that's yeah. just me. No, I, I mean, and and I, I do in many ways agree. You know, agree with that. When I you know look at the prophets of you know the prophets in in the in the in the scriptures, they were they were holding power accountable from the outside, right? Like they were they were showing up in spaces and calling out calling out the the government structure of the day, even the government structure of Israel, which was um you know which was along which was supposed to run through the temple, but wasn't honoring what God you know God had put in place and instituted, um and and that's the work that the prophets that the prophets do, and I think that as as pastors, um that that's part of our role, yes, to guide the sheep, but also we guide and protect the sheep by by speaking truth to power. All right, all right. Let me ask this question, very quick quickly. What's your greatest prayer concern? And let me say thank you for Teresa Manley for your comment and Jennifer Gilliam, uh, as well as Sandra Lyles Jenkins. Uh, yo, take she said, take the church to Walmart to the Walmart parking lot, Sam's Club yes. parking lot. <laughs> you might already be there. Let me leave them alone. Uh, what's your greatest prayer concern? Um man. Um I think my prayer, my greatest prayer concern now is for families. Um, I really, I really want to see like healthy families. Cause I, before the church, there's a family before the government there's a family. Um, and so wanting to see families be whole, wanting to see families, you know, kind of unified in faith um, and learning and growing together. Um, and, and being able to reconcile and work through differences and challenges and um, that they can be healthy spaces um, for us to, to, to again, grow uh, and, and to develop. Um, yeah. I think, I think families is going to be, is going to be number one. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Last question. And because our prayer line is, is, is about to open up five, one, eight, four, two, five, one, seven, one, nine. Last question. Uh, if God asked you, said to you, I'm going to give you anything you ask me for because you have been faithful and I've been watching you've been faithful. I'm going to give you anything you, you asked me for. What would would you ask God for? Wisdom. Wisdom. M most people that I ask that question. Uh, they 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 say uh, wisdom and and w nobody nobody has said money. I mean, and I've been asking folk for over over two three years now. Nobody has said money. <laughs> I don't know. If that's because they on they online in front of a whole lot of people. Nah, but they, but they, all say, they all say wisdom. Most of them. I'll be honest with you. My first thought was money. Um, but I think you can get all you can have all the resource in the world and squander it because you don't use it wisely. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's so true. I, there is this money answer of all things. I mean, just just consider it. But um, but <laughs> but most folks say 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 wisdom, and I guess if you're wise, <clears throat> you can get money. And uh, you know, we all know that God told Solomon because you've asked for wisdom. You know, I'm gonna give you everything else that you that you that that you need. You're gonna be, you're gonna be, you you ain't gonna want nothing. You you gonna have all of it. 
And so he yeah. did. But, but anyway, my friend, we're going to have to get back together, man, and continue this conversation. Uh, but I thank you so much for spending uh, this time with us during the Christmas season. Yes, uh, sir. I'll, I'll, I'm on, I got one more thing I'm going to ask you to do because our prayer line is open at 518-425-1719. And, and all of you all who are watching and listening, I invite you to go out to uh, gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net. That's go million. That's going a million dollars. It's easy to spell. Gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net and subscribe to our uh, podcast uh, and tell others about this interview. Have them to listen to it. And, and you can also listen to many, many other great persons. Hey, this is Bishop Go Million, and I want to thank you for listening to Go Million and Go Million. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's N-G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. I'm going to ask you, Pastor Gilliam, you would open up our uh, our prayer call uh, in prayer, and then we're going to let you go on about your 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 busy day of handling your children and playing playing Christmas with them and all of that stuff, and and taking care of all of those uh, those honey dudes that your wife got on the list. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, It'd be my privilege and honor to do so. Uh, let's bow for word prayer. today. You said it's go me and gospel radio today. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm, I just I'm trying to be I'm trying to be helpful in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you are. I, I appreciate that, man. God bless you. Yes, sir. Let's let's bow for a uh, word of prayer. God, we're grateful um, for this day. God, a day we've not seen before. A day, um, a day in which we get to experience again your grace and your mercy and your favor. Um, a day, God, that while the rain is coming down, God, we recognize that it is a gift um, that because it waters replenishes the earth. And so we're grateful for this opportunity to gather in prayer because we know that prayer replenishes us. And God, we pray first out of great gratitude for the greatness of who you are. You are an awesome God, a marvelous God, an incredible God, um, a God who a God who sees all, knows all, a God who is all. And we're grateful that we are connected to such a powerful creator um, who is able to who is able to see all that is happening and work things out, even 10 steps ahead uh, in in our favor and for our good. Uh, God, we come today um, asking you, God, to forgive us of sin, um, that you would, God, help us to see where we are, uh, where we are not living up and we're not hitting the mark or meeting the target or meeting the standard that you set for our lives. God, help us to do it better. We're grateful for the grace that you extend to us and the mercy that you extend to us. And for the forgiveness and the redemption that you extend to us, God, through your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would help us to turn uh, from those ways that are 
um, not pleasing in your sight, God, but to do more and more and more uh, to become more and more like your son, Jesus Christ, God, and to live out um, the ways in which um, by his example, he has shown us to love, shown us to 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 walk, to serve, to share uh, here in the earth and with all people. Uh, God, we come today with hearts of great thanksgiving, thanking you for um, just the blessing of this Christmas season, the blessing of uh, being able to share together with loved ones, with families, God, we know um, that Christmas even can be challenging for many of us who have lost loved ones and are dealing with that at this time and this season. Yet, God, we're grateful for the memory of those whom have gone on before us, who may not long, may no longer be physically with us, yet their memory, their lessons, their example remains. God, we pray that you would comfort our hearts, God, as we grieve, that you would comfort our spirits uh, as we uh, as we find ourselves missing them in moments, that we wouldn't hold back the tears, but we would let the tears flow, recognizing that you are the God of all comfort and walk with us even through those challenges and those challenging moments, God. Um, God, we pray today uh, for, for any needs that may be uh, offered by those who are in the chat on Facebook, those who are on the prayer line today, uh, those needs that are even left unuttered today, God, we're praying God, that you would, uh, in a powerful way, make yourself known, God, uh, make yourself make yourself known and, sh- and show yourself strong in this time and in this season for uh, for your people, God. So where there's provision is needed, God, you are a provider, and we believe that you can make ways according to your will, God. Uh, where there's protection that is needed, God, we know uh, that you would, um, and we believe, God, that you would show up as our protector and our deliverer, God. We uh, pray today, God, asking you, um, again, for your continued comfort and your continued love and your healing and reconciliation power to show up uh, in our physical bodies, but yes, and yes, also in our um, uh, in, in our interpersonal relationships, one with another, God, uh, that we might find healing and forgiveness and reconciliation, uh, even with uh, with our, our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, with those with uh, with whom we do life. Uh, God, we pray, God, by your Spirit, that you would continue. Um, to uh, to move and to manifest your presence, Lord God, uh, in, in the systems and in the halls of government, Lord God, that you would bless those leaders and be with them, God, that you would uh, do as the proverb says, that you would control their heart, um, that they might towards the arc of justice, Lord God. We would do what is right, fair, and equitable for all people. And as they prepare for another uh, for another legislative session here in Virginia and in DC and in localities, God, that you would uh, that you would cause them to do what is right uh, in order that your people would have uh, what they need in this time and in this season. Uh, God, we're praying for uh, for Bishop Gomillion. We're grateful for this platform that he's offered um, to share, God, and to um, and, and to come together to pray, to come together to learn, and to uh, build relationship, God, and to just kind of share stories and narratives and to think through um, think through the things that in various experiences of, of various people across the spectrum, God, we thank you for uh, his vision, his wisdom, his insight, for his legacy, um, for all that he has taught and continues to teach uh, in this time and, uh, and in this season, God. And we pray that you will continue to bless him and his family, uh, that, you will bless, uh, that you will bless Top City um, as they continue to do incredible work, um, even, in, even in the rural areas of our state and continue to have impact across our nation. God, for every person that is watching today, we're praying, God, that you would 
move them now into an incredible season of preparation for 2024. In fact, God, that you would cause them uh, to begin to do now, God, and not wait until January 1st or January 2nd, but that they would begin to move now uh, into what it is that you have for them in 2024, God. We know that you're going to do incredible things. You're going to continue to keep us, continue uh, continue to um uh, make ways for us and open doors for us to do uh, amazing things through our lives, God. And it'll be all for your glory. God, I'd be remiss if I didn't close this prayer to today, uh, God, without lifting up our brothers and sisters who are uh, who are in Palestine, uh, who are in Gaza, um, who are in other war-torn areas across the world, God. We're praying that you would continue to protect them. Um, that you would be with them in the midst of all of the atrocities that they face, that you would cause ceasefire to be the order of the day, um, that you would cause them to put down their guns, Lord God, that they would find a way to coexist, to be together, uh, God, according to your will uh, and to your way, God. We don't know all of the dynamics that are happening, but we do know um, that each and every person is your precious creation, and we recognize, God, that what is happening, God, is, isn't pleasing in your sight. Um, and so we're praying, God, that you would just have your way uh, in those places and spaces um, where war is the order of the day, that you would bring peace and reconciliation to those places. God, thank you for this time that we shared together today. Thank you for continuing to keep us, continuing to bless us and continuing uh, to walk with us each and every day. We love you, God, and we praise you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you so much, uh, Pastor Gilliam, man. It's been, a, it's been a joy. You have a a blessed day and a yes, phenomenal sir. new year. Amen. God bless you. Yes, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, let me see. Here. There we go. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. We thank God for uh, Pastor Gilliam. Thank you uh, so much, Sister Jennifer Gilliam. Uh, who's on the prayer line today? How you doing, Deacon? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How are your Christmas? Great, great. Phenomenal Christmas. Uh, phenomenal Christmas. Who, is, who else is on the line? All right. Praise God. Well. We thank God for uh, you, Deacon Willie, and we are certain that others uh, will uh, join us on today. We thank God for everybody that was with us uh, on the interview a portion of uh, our prayer call. And I'm going to ask uh, Deacon Willie if you would uh, lead us in prayer. I'm sure that uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins is coming on. So I'm going to ask Deacon Willie if you would lead us uh uh, in prayer, who just came on? Rose Hunt. Okay, okay. Rose Hunt. Okay, praise God. Thank you so much. All right, uh, Deacon Willie. Yeah. Alessandra, I got you. Praise. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today on, on both portions. All right, uh, Deacon Willie. Praise Lord. Father God, may Jesus come right now and say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, Father God. This is the day that you have made, Lord, Father God. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord, Father God. 
Thank you for being God and God all by yourself, Lord, Father God. Thank you for making a way out of no way, Lord, Father God. Thank you for being the king of kings, Lord, Father God. And the love of Lord, Lord, Father God. Jehovah Jehovah, Lord, Father God. And first of peace, Lord, Father God. Emmanuel, Lord, Father God. Great I am, Lord, Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. You got all names, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. You are the bishop, Lord Father God. For the crown of his head, Lord Father God. To soul his feet, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Here is the wife right now, Lord Father God. Here right now, Lord Father, his prayer line, Lord Father God. Here is Gabble study, Lord Father God. Here is interview, Lord Father God. Here right now, Lord Father, Facebook. Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Touch right now, Lord Father God. Lord Father God. Touch the kill, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father God. Heal the Carter right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Get on a breakthrough, Lord Father God. Get on understanding, Lord Father God. Get on deliverance, Lord Father God. Get on healing, Lord Father God. God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood again, strength, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood again, power, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood risen to the highest of our sin, Lord Father God. And flow to the lowest valley, Lord Father God. Thank you for your love, Lord Father God. For your peace, Lord Father God. For your hope. Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father, for your faith, Lord Father God. For your joy, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father, for your good prayer, Lord Father God. Thank you for right now, Lord Father, for this prayer right now, Lord Father God. Heal this prayer right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Let it go forever, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. What a mighty God. We serve, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father God, for the families, Lord Father God. All over the countries, Lord Father God. All over the cities, Lord Father God. All over the earth, Lord Father God. All over the world, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. My Lord Father, sister, brother, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. So I need your help, Lord Father God. Some family do not know you, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Some family is lost, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Some bring the family to their destination, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. In your help, Lord Father God. They want to see you, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. What a mighty God that we serve, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal before I end my prayer, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal my pastor, Lord Father God. Yes, Lord. For the crown of his head, Lord Father God. To the soul of the streets, Lord Father God. Heal the bones, Lord Father God. Yes, Lord. Heal the blind, Lord Father God. Heal the scalp, Lord Father God. Heal the love, Lord Father God. Let him flow, Lord Father God. Wash him, Lord Father God. Clean him. Lord Father God, I like him, Lord Father God. He was very, Lord Father God. I know he got work in his belly, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal my own self, Lord 
Amen. time I want to ask if Sister Rose Hunt would uh, lead us in prayer. Amen. Yes, would you pray? Father, as we arrive today, we thank you for blessing us to to see another wonderful day. Father God in heaven, we thank you for all of your blessings, especially the gift of life. Lord, we need you today. You know we can't do anything without you. Help us not to get discouraged. Please bless us with more faith, hope, and strength. Father, we come to you today on bending knees just to tell you how much you made to us. You are the light of our lives. You are the source of our strength. And for, the, and for this, we give you total praise. Father, thank you for waking us up and closing us in our right mind this morning. We pray that you continue to mold and hold us. Guide our footsteps. Heal us. Deliver us from temptation. Offer us and keep us covered under the precious blood of Jesus. Father in heaven, the creator of all things and the author of love, thank you for all that you do for us and for all your blessings and for loving us unconditionally. Because because of your love and your grace, you made it this far. Thank you for showing us your love. Thank you for showing your love for us when we couldn't love ourselves. Help us to love our enemies and treasure those who truly love us. May this world be filled with love, forgiveness, peace, and happiness this holiday season. Lord, whether we are leaving behind a year of joy and blessings or trials and difficulties, we pause to give thanks. We thank you for always being with us every single day of every single year. Please remind us of your presence in the years ahead, even when life gets too busy. Lord, bless everyone in the year 2020. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Rosine. Did anybody else come on the line? Yes, sir, Bishop. All right. This is Minister Kim. Minister Kim Jones? Yes, sir. All right, praise God. Thank you so much for being uh, with us uh, on today. I'm going to ask if uh, if uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins would uh, would pray, and then we will uh, have you to pray after that, Minister Kim Jones. Thank you so much. You're welcome, yes, sir. Amen. Thank you. My prayer is coming out of Genesis, the 37th chapter, as I read during Sabbath about Joseph and Joseph had said that his brothers hated him. He hated, they hated him and they didn't speak favorably to him. 
and they were jealous of him because their father loved him more and made a coat for him. So it made me think about why did Joseph share his dreams with haters? And they hated him so much that they tried to kill him. They wanted to kill him. So I'm praying for dreamers and visionaries who have shared their dreams and their visions and their with others that secretly have hatred or jealousy to try to hinder their dreams from coming forth. I come against the spirit of hindrance. I come against the spirit of jealousy. I come against the spirit of hatred right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I pray that the person who's having dreams, that, that their dreams would come into fruition, oh God, and nothing will happen that would help to destroy what they have what you put on their heart to do, oh God. I pray that they be encouraged and motivated in your word, oh God, that they would stay close to hear your voice as you speak to them, Father, even in the night season. I also, Lord, want to pray for those that have seen God move in their life, oh God, and then they come to a different situation that, that seems to be greater than the the, the deliverance that God did previously, oh God, and they doubt in their heart or feel that God can't do the next thing that seems harder. I pray, God, that they know who you are, that you're able to yes, Lord. this world in the sky, just, 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 just to earth as it goes around the sun or as it rotates, even on its own, you, you're able to keep that. And there, that there's nothing that is greater than who God is, that we would know exactly who we're serving. Yeah, we believe, we believe, we can believe, but really to know the type of power that you have, the, 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 it's just un, unsearchable. There is nothing that is too hard for you. Nothing. There's no cancer, no stage, no nothing that is greater than the God that we serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Lord, I pray, Father God, for those that are going through trials and tribulations. I call on my friend Jadian, who, who had an accident, and, 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 and without him knowing, he, he killed someone, oh God. And he didn't know. So, Lord, he wakes up with that on his mind every day, oh God, and I pray that you, Lord, would intervene in that situation because, Lord, it was the life that was taken, but there was the life that was taken without somebody even knowing. I pray, Lord God, that you would intervene, that you would have mercy upon him, oh God. I pray for Al Campbell, who is in the hospital, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would heal his body from the crown of his head down to the sole of his feet. Whatever is going on with him, I pray, Lord, that you would lead the doctors to make a diagnosis, oh God, and that you would give him medication or just even a spoken word that you speak over him, Lord, that would be able to heal him and strengthen him to get him home. Father, where he is able to be independent again, Lord. I pray for Willard, who's in the hospital, who suffers with gout and swelling in his legs, oh God. He's unable to walk. He's in rehab, oh God. I pray, Father, that you would heal his body, Lord God, and strengthen him, that he would be able to come home without caregivers, oh God, that he would be able to take care of himself. Lord, heal his body completely in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for Phyllis and I pray for Sharita and I pray for Thurman 
who've all been diagnosed with cancer, oh God. And some are going through treatment, and most of them are going through treatment, oh God. And they're sick, and they're vomiting, they're having nausea and vomiting and weak and fatigued, oh God. I pray for their strength. I pray for their healing. I pray that they would ring that bell knowing that they would be cancer-free in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, and I speak against every cancer that I heard from right now, that they will not multiply. They will not spread to any other area in their body, oh God, that the cells in their body that you created to fight off invade cells that invade us that should not be, Lord. I say, arise in the mighty name of Jesus and fight off those, those, those cancer cells in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father God, I pray right now for foster children, those children that are in home waiting for families, oh God. I pray, Father, that you would get them in families where they feel loved and they would be nurtured. And Lord, that they would be parented, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for the children out here whose parents are working and they're not supervising or not able to working two and three jobs, trying to make enough money to feed them. And Lord God, the kids are on their own there, watching television and being influenced by all types of satanic influences on the television, on the video games, oh God. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would intervene on that behalf of those children, oh God, that you, Lord God, would touch their hearts and that they would give their life and surrender unto you. I pray, Lord, that you would send someone into their lives, Father, that they'll be mentored and, Lord, and guided through the cross, Father, at the cross where you did all the work and we rest in your finished work, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you and I praise you. I magnify you, Lord. I think about those that are missing from home. I pray, Father, that you would be, bring them home alive, Lord, that you would comfort hearts of families Touch the ones who have lost loved ones that are grieving during this season, oh God. I come against the spirit of anxiety and depression and grief right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, Minister Kim Jones. Yes, sir. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the, every prayer that's been lifted up today, Lord God, for your children and for the world, Lord God, we thank you for all your intercessors and your prayer warriors, oh God, that in this season, oh God, that they're on their post for every watch and every hour, oh God, that you have them positioned somewhere, oh God, that they're interceding and flooding the heavens, oh God, and bombarding you, oh God, with the cares, oh God, and the needs of your people in this season, oh God. This is the season of deeper intercession and deeper praying, oh God, and worrying in the spirit, oh God. It's the season of praying as never before, oh God, and praying without ceasing, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We thank you for the heart of the love of intercession in this season for your people, oh God, and for the world at large. Lord, we thank you for even Elder Sandra, oh God, how she takes time, oh God, out of her day, oh God, to be obedient to you, oh God, and not just blanket of prayer, oh God, but she calls on a phone call, oh God, and she makes it personal and she connects with your children, oh God, in this season, and we say thank you, oh God, for that heart of love, oh God. We thank you for Elder uh, Bishop Domillion, oh God, that every... 
every Wednesday, oh God, he opens up the airways, oh God, and the people come in by the groves, oh God, to unite in the heavens, oh God, in the spirit realm, oh God, and flood the heavens, oh God, for the cares of your people, oh God. We thank you for his heart of love and dedication, oh God, that he's here day in and day out, oh God, interceding for the cares, oh God, because somebody somewhere, oh God, needs you today, oh God, and our prayers, oh God, and you're positioning us to reach the lost, oh God, and the great commission, God, we're going me and therefore, oh God, we're witnessing, oh God, we're telling somebody about you, oh God, somebody in this season needs to know your peace, oh God, somebody needs to know you as a savior and they're lost, oh God, God, only you can do these things, oh God, and we say thank you, oh God, for you positioning your people, yes, oh God, to reach them in this season, oh God, that yes, we're getting Lord in a hurry Jesus. to get it right, oh God, that we're not forgetting about those who don't even know you, oh God. Somebody's crying out, oh God, and position us, oh God, to bow down with them and pray, God. God, to lead them to your feet, oh God, <coughs> that you can do all that they need you to do in this season, oh God. We say thank you for every one of your leaders, oh God, your pastors, oh God, your overseers, oh God, that are positioned across the United States, oh God. We lift them up to you, oh God, that you will lighten their loads, oh God. You yes, let Lord. their minds, oh God, release them to your feet, oh God, because they carry a heavy load and a heavy weight in this season for your people, oh God. And sometimes they forget to release it at your feet, oh God. But on today, uh, release their weights, oh God. Lighten their loads, oh God. Give them peace, oh God. Give them rest, oh God. As even as they continue to intercede and pray, God, for your people, oh God. Give them rest in their minds and in their bodies, oh God. Because so many are being lost along the way and so many are going into depression, oh God. So today, God, we lift up your leaders as well as your intercessors, oh God, because you still have yes, need of all of them, and they're strategically positioned where you have them, oh God. We thank you, God, for being all-knowing, oh God. God being everywhere and in every place, oh God, we say thank you for yes, who you are in this season, oh God, and how you're using your people, oh God, and your people are being obedient to your word, oh God. We say thank you. Who would not serve a God like you, oh God? God, you're reach, reaching the sick, oh God, the shut-in, oh God, the ones hiding behind, that are locked behind the prison walls, oh God, those that are in hospice, oh God. Hospice doesn't mean the end, oh God, it just means a rest and more, more watching, oh God. And God, we thank you, God, because you have them all on your mind, oh God, even the bereaved family, God, who is searching for answers as to why, oh God. But just send your comforter on today. God, that they're calling out for you, oh God, and we say thank you. Thank you for everyone who's even come through Facebook, God, and the names that are on their hearts, oh God. We know that you answer prayers, oh God, and we say thank you for answering the prayers, oh God, and we will continue to forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise, oh God, because you're more than worthy of all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you so much, uh, 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 Minister Kim, thank all of you all for being with us today. We pray that you all have a very wonderful Christmas. We pray that your New Year's is uh, wonderful and that 2024 will give you the desires of your heart as you continue to pray and seek the face of God.
God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Amen. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. You've been engaged with Gomillion and Gomillion interview and prayer call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Gomillion serve at Tabernacle of Praise, 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia, 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. And virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.